And then we are going to roll audio. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Man, thanks for doing this. Oh, man, thank you for having me, dog. Shit, this is dope as hell, man. Uh, you, awesome. you, you, uh, you, you are a fucking great comic, and I'm glad that I get to interview you. And uh, you want to tell people who don't know you your name and how old you are, where you're from. Uh, my name is uh, Gary G. Garcia. I'm from Astoria, Queens, 49 years old. I like uh, swimming and uh, fishing and long walks in the park. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually a lie. I don't like any of those things. I don't like swimming. I can't swim. I don't like fishing because I don't eat fish. You don't eat fish? Nah. What's wrong with fish? Um, nothing wrong with it. I just don't eat fish. Yeah. You know, I eat crab. Yeah, crab is delicious. I only eat snow crab. Okay. And not like, you know, like, I don't eat like the king crab, any of that stuff. I don't like lobster. Yeah, you're a bougie comedian, Gary. <laughs> He's like, I only fuck with snow crab. It's the perfect, That's gangster, bro. It's the perfect amount of meat. That <laughs> yeah. starts to get too meaty. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Mike is my Jewish grandmother. I mean, my Jewish mother, man. He looks out for me so much. That honey is nice, right? Yeah, when I'm sick, he hates when I'm sick. Yeah. I had kidney stones in, uh, in, in uh, Philadelphia. I caught some kidney stones, and like they were so bad, I had to get rushed to the emergency room. Damn. And uh, they had me just like there the whole time in the emergency room. Nobody taking care of me, because apparently, when you look like me in Philadelphia and you go into a hospital needing painkillers, oh shit, they pretty much think you're there for the painkillers. So they kind of just left me there, and it looked like I was jonesing too because I was, you know, I had kidney stones. Yeah. And Mike came back after the show and saw that they didn't see me yet, and he lost his shit. How are you gonna have him standing there? Oh, look at him! Look at him! Holy just shit, bro! His shit, yo. I wound up just leaving. I never even saw. I think I passed him in the bathroom, and then I just left. Dude, you guys are a team, though, right? And I think he understands that too. You know, you guys are on the road together all the time. You, you're better when he's better, and he's better when you're better, right? I mean, you guys are each other's features and each other's headliner, right? I mean, that's yeah. you switch back and forth like. Switch back and forth. We play every night in Atlantic City. Man. Yeah, man. You know, he's the one who brought me out to Atlantic City, so. That's dope as fuck. Big up to Mike, man. One of the coolest dudes in the game. Mike Merck, follow him. Yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike was on the last episode. You guys make sure to check that out. Um, so, Gary, uh, tell me how you got your start in comedy. Like, what what you puts know, you in the... I'll tell you, this is my first, like, actual interview. For real? Yeah, many people have tried yeah. to interview me. I feel super I, lucky. I, I wouldn't consider them necessarily interviews. They wind up turning into other things, but... Okay. See if we can get this one done. What's the question, brother? Hit okay, me. so how did you get your start in comedy? And like, kind of, you know, what what was your origin story? Did you did you have an experience like watching comedy as a kid on TV? Did you go to a show, or what kind of what gave you the bug? And then how did you get your start? It's, it's actually a combination, almost all that. I uh, I've always liked comedy. Uh, I've been, you know, I always watched it, but I never went. I never went to a comedy show. I didn't want no one fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I didn't want to be in a comedy show chilling with my lady. Then the comedian starts making jokes on my lady or me. And Everyone's scared play. of that. I just don't want to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here for you to entertain me, motherfucker. Yeah. Not, you know, I paid the money. I'm not here to be your show. Put yeah. on a show. You know, that's why I really don't fuck with the crowd much. Um, But, uh, so I always watch comedy. I always loved it. Always kind of wanted to do it. But before I got into comedy, I got into music. And, uh. You know, like I was signed to Epic Records back in 93. And the music was the shit I was doing. I always looked at comedy as a fallback. It's yeah. my fallback. You know, if everything don't work, I'll go back to comedy. I'll do comedy. I'll try it. So I did music. 
I did that for like maybe, I guess, 25, 30 years. Going on 30. I still do it. I just don't write as much because the comedy just just took off. Yeah. You know, I'm always playing. I'm the same way, actually, man. I was a rapper for a long time. Yeah, I and heard, Yeah, I, heard, I just started yeah. doing comedy a couple years ago. Yeah, I had dreads, man. Yeah, I had long hair, yeah, too. I yeah, I had dreadlocks. I, I was the rapper. I wrote all the lyrics. It was dope. It was a great time. I'm, I'm glad I did it. It was great. Yeah. I had to play with great people. I played with Ziggy Marley. No Trey shit. Lennon, Bad Brains, Funk Face, Murphy's Law, you know, Cool G Rap. No KRS. shit, dude. Karis won, too. Yeah, yeah. I played with them all, dude. It was great, man. It was a great time. I'm really big in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Every, I think everyone is. Everyone's big in Germany, yeah. man. But the funny shit is true. It's true. Like yeah. Shit, that's where my shit sold more of in Germany and Amsterdam. and They love American rap like over there. Yeah. yeah, it was dope. It was a dope time. So when, after the music, I wound up getting married. You know what I'm saying? I did about a little 25-year bid in that. <laughs> and uh, after I got divorced, I was about, I'd say I was like, 40 years old, 40, going on 41, I got divorced. At 42, uh, a friend of mine had an apartment in Astoria, and I was living out in Forest Hills, more closer to Forest Hills. And he said, dude, if you want the apartment, it's only $800 a month with a backyard, and $800 a month, this is is like five years ago, it's unheard of in New York City. Yeah. It's unheard of. Um, You know, but it was one of those shady... Shady landlords didn't really give a shit. Like, I never saw my landlord, except for when I gave him the money. So I was with him one day. He was moving to Puerto Rico. He gave me his apartment. He said to me, because at that time, I was hanging out in this tattoo shop, and I would just, like, tell stories while dudes were getting tattooed, and I would have everybody dying. And dudes were like, dude, you're a comedian, right? And yeah. I was like, nah, I'm not. And they they recognized like, it. They were like, dude, you need to become a comedian. And... The idea started bubbling in my head even more because I felt like, you know, at 42, I guess it's time to check that fall back. Yeah. How much further can I fall back? You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm already 42. So, I mean, 41 at the time. And uh, my boy said to me, you know, this sucks, dude. I'm moving to Puerto Rico. I know you're going to do that comedy shit. And I'm not even going to get to see you do it. Yeah. And I said, you know what, dog? You got me the apartment. There's an open mic up the block. It's open now. Let's go try this comedy shit. So we got up. We were actually doing a podcast. <laughs> I used to have a podcast called Rated G. This is even before I did comedy. It was called Rated G. Send me a link. Is it still up? Yeah, it's still up. I'll right. check it out. Yeah, it's called Rated G with Gary Garcia and the Rustin Blues Rat Pack. And it was basically me and five of my friends, and we just smoked weed and drank. Like a, we would get like a bottle of liquor, and we would drink the whole bottle during the podcast. Fuck yeah. And just get fucked up. And talk shit. Yeah, so <laughs> the podcast would always start off real intellectual and shit. Well, it was intellectual that six people with a GED can get. Right, smoking but, uh, pot, right. Yeah, smoking pot. <laughs> but then by the end, it was just pure nonsense, rambling, drunkenness. It was great. Somebody um, at, the, at some point, you guys were just like, we got to turn it off this time. Like, this is it. <laughs> like, where yeah. the bottle's gone. Time. Yeah, that would be the end of it. Yeah, that would be the end of it. Little ones called short takes where we, me, and my, me and one of my friends would just smoke a blunt, and the podcast lasted as long as the blunt lasted. So if the weed was real good, you might get a 45-minute, Yeah. you know, because you just start rambling. You might have to put it out. out. Yeah. You put it out, you just say blah, 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 you know? <laughs> and uh, so that always fluctuated between, like, 45 minutes, hour, 45 minutes, to, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. We did one one time that just was 15 minutes, you know? That's a good idea for a podcast. I had a second one where I was going to do, you know, John Morris? Yeah. I was going to do one with him called uh, Two Guys in One Bowl, where we just smoke a bowl of whatever new weed every week and do a short 20 minutes yeah. t- take yeah shit like that's dope yeah we did one a couple months ago we haven't did it again so we but. finished doing the podcast my man said that shit so we went and we did a, 
we did an open mic. It was a mixed open mic, which means, you know, music and and comedy and poetry, whatever you want to do. So the, the musicians would get three songs. So the comics would get 15 minutes. The comedians got 15 minutes. So the first time I ever went up, um, I did 15, I did actually 18 minutes. I blew the light. I didn't know about the light. Damn. You know, I was rolling. It's your first time and you were on stage for 18 minutes? Yeah. And the lady said, I was going to cut your mic, but I had to hear the ending of that story. <laughs> oh, shit. That's yeah. how good you were doing, though. Yeah, I destroyed the first she, time. I she went. wanted to hear, yeah. What? I wish I could say I destroy every time I go up. I don't, but I destroyed the first time. I, I'm about 98%. Yeah. Couldn't have a good set. But, you know, that 2% is the one that hurts. Right. But it's also the one that helps you grow. It does, dude. I ate a bag of dicks a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and then man. I had a bunch of fire sets after that because I was like, nah, it's not happening well, again. I'm sure, um, well, you do a lot of dark comedy. Yeah. So I'm sure you get a lot of that. I came out swinging. It's not funny. It's just that. Yeah. I got to start off with more silly shit. Nowadays, people are just so touchy. They're scared. Comedians are touchy, They're man. scared of it, dude. I know comedians who get offended. Yeah. You're a comedian. I do, now, too. I'm not saying you can't get offended about things in life, but if the dude's trying to make a joke, you can't be offended. Right. You can say it wasn't funny. But you can't, you know, I don't think you have the right to be offended as a comedian. That's insane. I don't think so either, especially knowing that this is an art form and one of the last free-thinking art forms still available. Like, yeah. it's it's dying. Yeah. Uh, being able to be a free thinker is, like, slowly... Well, the good news is I'll be dead before it's dead. Yeah. I think I, I think I have the last legs. I'm on the last legs of it. So, yeah. Yeah, so I did it. Um, I loved it. I knew I was going to do it again, but I didn't do it again for another year. Okay. And then... uh. After that year, I uh, saw that they were doing a class, and because I, I, you know, I was forty at that time. I'm forty-two now, going on forty-three. I know nothing about where I can get into comedy. You know what I'm saying? I've never been to a comedy club till one of my ex-ladies brought me to see Patrice O'Neill. Dude, he's one of my favorite fucking comedians he's the first of comedian all time. I ever saw live. Elephant in the room. One of the best specials ever. Best comedian I ever. First comedian I ever saw live. My favorite comedian. Ever. Him and Bill Second. Burr. Oh, okay. Peace, man. Him and Bill Burr. Are my favorite comedians. I saw him um, with my ex, and I remember after he finished, I looked. I was at Caroline's. I looked over the table, and I said, to her, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this shit." And she was like, "What?" I said, "I'm gonna be a comedian." And she was like, "Really?" Yeah. And I said, "Yeah, give me four years, you'll see me on that stage." She said, "Really?" And I'll never forget. I started doing comedy. I took the class because my attitude was always like, if I take the class. It's not going to teach you to be funny, but it can't hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I learned a lot from it, too. Give you, like, the stage yeah, presence and, like... As a teacher. You already had the stage comedian. presence, though, huh? Because yeah, you're yeah, good music. Yeah, I came ahead of the game because I love being on stage. Yeah, exactly. I on stage, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm the same way, bro. Like, I'm a, it's a little bit addicting, too, huh? Going it's, up every night like that. And, like, on nights when you don't go up sometimes, do you feel like I should be doing something? Or are you, uh, are you relieved? Up, if I'm not up, then it's because I need that break, that rest. You know, you know, I let that rock star shit, man. Yeah. And I ain't even got the money to do it, but I do. I always have. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. You just and, figured it out. Yeah, like I party, I chill, I like to have a good time. I stay up late. I, you know, at 49, I, I, I outlast my son. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a good role model. To <laughs> I'm really not, man. I be getting, we get fucked up when we go out to the clubs. But uh, yeah. So um, I started doing the comedy. I took the class. I said, you know what's gonna happen is I'll meet some people. Right? That's good. You know, and they taught me about open mics. I didn't even know about, like, where the open mics were. And uh, he ma he would make you do two mic at least two mics a week. So that got me into 
you know, so it worked out. And then it worked out just like I thought, too. I said, I'm going to perform. Somebody at the club is going to see me. They're going to be like, dude, I like what you got. Somebody will give me some sort of information to go from there. And I did the, I did my show. Dude came up to me. He said, dude, I got a contest going on. I want you to come down, do it. Cost 20 bucks. I said, fuck it. I was smoking the 20 at the time. Yeah. So I said, throw 20 bucks in there. And uh, I wound up winning the fucking competition, man. Damn. I did it just to perform on Broadway stage. Yeah. You know? Just to get out there and get your yeah. name out. Yeah, just, just to perform on Broadway stage and play in front of some people. You know, and I wound up winning that shit, man. That's fucking crazy. You know, and then I still started getting that bug, really, like. But at the time, I was designing children's clothes. Okay. And I did that for 20 years. That's dope. And That's uh, an interesting job, I bet. It was a well-paying job. I basically would smoke weed and just throw colors together on, you know, striped shirts and fucking plaid shirts, you know. I do, like, 150 plaids in a day. Damn. Like, how do you do it? I'm like, I smoke fucking weed, man. <laughs> I focus. I love colors. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? You sit there just putting colors together, go, that looks dope. Oh, look at this new shit, you know? So uh, I uh, started really getting into it, but I would have never left that job. Do you think that you I do that with your jokes and stuff now when you write? Like, you yeah. take the, it's like the same technique in yeah. a way? Yeah, yeah, I get high, I go on stage. And you just like, you use the stuff that's bright and it works and it's like getting reactions, right? Sometimes it's, it's like colors. You can't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Like, that's the that's the key, especially with the dark shit you do. Yeah. You can't be afraid for it not to hit. You got to stay who you are, stay in the pocket. Um, if you kill once, then you know you can kill. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you rip the crowd once, then you ain't got to ask, can I rip a crowd? You did it. Yeah, you, you just got to keep believing in it. Yeah, yeah it's a lot about self-belief. Wrong, you're still only as good as your last set right. in this game, you know? But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I won the contest, and uh, then my job one day let me go after 20. About to be 20 years. Damn. I was 19 years in three weeks. I hit that with you. And yeah, sorry, man. That's that, no, have you hit it yet? Yeah. It's yeah, that I Dank Sinatra. Yeah, man. That shit is good shit, too. Damn, your job lets you go. Like, I literally just woke up, man, and I'm nice. That shit is dope. That's the shit that, I, that's yeah, the shit that I'm scared of, is like that, you know, and that's why I hold on to like making my own media and doing, writing my own content, is yeah, because, dude, eventually somebody's going to come in and maybe buy you those. out. Or, yeah, or they'll just one day, they're like, we don't need you anymore. We got a new machine that replaced you. And it's very possible for that to happen, bro. Well, it happened. Yeah, it happened to you. I said, I said what, you didn't want to get me to watch? Because when I hit 20 years, they get you a watch. And instead so of getting I you said, a watch? Damn, dude, you didn't want to get me a watch. You buy me one week. But, uh, I mean, it was cool. It's the best thing that ever happened to me because I never would have left. And I went out like a gangster. They gave, me, they gave me severance. They tried to give me 19 weeks of severance. And I was, uh, I was kind of offended by that because they said they were giving me a week for every year I was there. It was 20. 19 years, <laughs> three weeks, dog. Did you have words with this dude said, or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I literally, yo, <laughs> the way I went, what's the story about how I got fired? It's yeah, a very great fuck story. Yeah. It's a very great story. <laughs> All right, so I was designing <laughs> children's clothes, right? I was working. They had me in the women's, in the women's department, but I worked on school. So I just chilled with a bunch of chicks, right? And uh, the boss was this real, this real crazy. I got nothing against the man. She just wasn't good with dealing with people. So me and her got into a crazy argument that day. Because at the end of the day, this is a job. I'm a gangster. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll get another fucking job. Yeah, you, you, know, you can work anywhere. People only talk to you the way you let people talk to you. <laughs> yeah. So I respectfully put people in check at work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <coughs> long story short, we get into an argument. I go to HR, and I tell HR, yo, we need to talk. 
and HR's eyes lit up. And I couldn't understand why her eyes got so wide, right? And then I said, I just had an argument with my boss, this and that, and then I saw her kind of calm down. So she goes, okay, okay, we'll talk. So I go back to my, uh, to my cubicle, and I'm bugging on that look she had. Like she already talked to the guy? Nah, I'm looking at because because it was she was my boss, but we both answered to a main boss, and the main boss, of course, answered to the owner, and the owner came up in the game with me. I was there for 20 years. He was the owner's son, so when he came up, I used to chill with him. When I was, I, I started cleaning the offices there. That's how I started, and when he got the, in a position to have power there, he put he asked me if I you know well I went in and said I can't just keep cleaning your floors. I said, I know I don't got the education, but motherfucker, you show me once, I'll show you twice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I said, you, if you're going to waste my talent, I'm going to go somewhere else. I wanted to do marketing, but he gave me classes to go do design. So I started designing, became the head designer. And uh, I was sitting there thinking about it, and I was talking to my lady at the time, and I'm like, yo, I think today's the day they're going to let me go. <laughs> she said, why? I said, because there was a look in this chick's eye like, she thought I was going to talk about something else. And it looked nervous, you know? Yeah. She's like, you're bugging. You always think they're going to fire you. And I said, eh, today I think it's going to be the day. And then I go outside and I notice that my boss didn't come back. From, and I walk from by lunch or just in general? From when she left, when we had the argument. Okay. And then I noticed that our boss' door was closed. And they told me that my boss was in there. So I'm like, all right. And then someone comes to me and says, yo, they just fired her. So I said, oh, it's going to be a Black Friday. Oh, shit. Because I've already survived two of those where they did massive firings. Yeah. Because the new boss, she was new. And I saw what was going on. She was replacing people with her people. So she calls me in. She tells me, Gary, you know, uh, we're changing directions, this and that. Long story short of what she said. I said, you let me go. She said, yeah. I said, all right, I'm going to go pack my shit. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. She's like, no, we're going to ask that you just leave. I said, what do you mean? She goes, yeah, we're going to ask that you just leave. We'll have someone pack your desk. I said, ain't nobody packing my desk. I've been here 20 years. You don't know what the fuck's in my desk. Yeah. I could have dildos in my desk. Exactly. I said, you think I want pizza in my dildos? And, yo, their faces were like. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. And they go, well, you know, the way we. I said, listen, I'm going to go talk to the head man because that was my man. Yeah. I said, are we done here? And they were like, yeah. And I said, okay. And, she, and, and they wanted me to sign a paper. I was like, I'm not signing nothing. Fuck y'all. I said, I'm not signing nothing until I get a lawyer to see it. Yeah. Right? Because I'm a gangster. Fuck out of here, you know? yeah. So they go, no, we understand. We just want you to sign this. And I said, what part of I'm not signing anything do you not understand? Give me the paperwork. I'll have a lawyer look at it. And if everything's on the up and up, I'll sign it. I'm not signing nothing. And I go to see the boss. And the boss is my man. And I'm like, yo, dude, you're going to let... This chick who you know I can't stand, and at the time she was having a massive herpy breakout <laughs> on her upper lip. It was the most grossest thing you could look at. So I said, so I said, you're going to let this, you know I don't like this bitch. You're going to let this herpy riddle bitch <laughs> fire me. Bitch. I said, you're going to give her, I said, you're going to give her the fucking satisfaction of being able to fire me? And he goes, oh, man, Gary, you know, I really want, I want to take you out to, to eat. I was going to do it. I said, but you didn't. I said, I would have more respect. If you would have did it yourself. Fuck yeah. I said, I deserved you to do it. I said, this fucking office that you're sitting in, man, I built this office. Me and because I used to do all the fixing and when they needed the offices changed, I built it. Yeah. Me and my boy. I said, I built this fucking office. I said, you didn't give me the courtesy of firing me yourself. 
I would have respected you more of a man if you did. And he's like, well, what's the problem? How could I make this right? I said, well, I'm telling you right now, you ain't making it right. You offered me 19 weeks of severance pay. I said, dude, I would have had more respect for you if you told me to go fuck myself. Because I know you don't have to give me severance pay. But you said you're going to give me severance pay. You round it down to 19. Yeah. You don't round it up to 20. Yeah. If he would have said 20, I would have just signed it and jetted. He was looking at you like a number, bro. Like a fucking, dude, you know what I mean? Like a paycheck. He said to he me. didn't have to write. He said to me, what do you want to do? How could I make this right? I looked at him. I said, dude, I want to do comedy. I don't want to work with somebody else. Because he said, I'll get you another job. You know, my whole family has. To, I said, I don't want I don't want to be sold to someone else. Mm-hmm. I said, I want to do comedy. I said, you give me 12 months of severance. And after that 12 months, I get my unemployment. That gives me two years to get myself together in this comedy shit. You do that for me, and if anybody ever asks me how shit went down with me and you, I'll say you always took care of me. And he took a week to think about it. He gave me eight uh, eight months instead of 12, Damn. which is cool. Yeah, it's cool. that's a hell of a fucking... Eight months instead of 12, and then I collected the unemployment. He said and thought about you all and week, And then he too. gave me the illustrator and the Photoshop so that if I wanted to do any kind of like uh, freelance, I would be able to do freelance. So, we cool. Yeah. Me and that dude is cool. I That's went back. Dope. I went back uh, after I came back from the tour last time. I was happened to be in the city. Had a bunch of shirts on me. I went into my old job. He's like, everything okay? I said, everything is gravy, dog. I'm still designing. Went into my jacket. Pulled out my shirt. I said, now I'm designing for me. I want to make sure you have one of these. Dude, that's sick, bro. Life is gravy. That's dude. sick. I got cold chills, bro. Everything always comes up, G. Hey. Life is gravy, man. Yeah. That's why I say love Full everything that life throws at you. Fuck yeah. I remember when I got fired, I thought I was in shock. I went home that day. I was getting kicked out of the $800 a month apartment. And I, I was moving into a $1,400 a month apartment. Now I just lost my job. Shit. And I went, and they were already knocking down the building right next to me. Right? And the other building on the other side. They were knocking them down. I was the last house standing. <laughs> the last person there, too. All the other tenants moved out. The landlord would hit me up, Gotti, when are you leaving? <laughs> and I'd be like, Ma, she couldn't really do much. I was basically a squatter <laughs> yeah. because I wasn't paying rent. Because <coughs> when she told me, but I they told They can't just knock it down when you live there. I told her, oh, do you know this story? I'll tell you, everything comes up. Yo, so I'm sitting there, right? Uh, I told her, listen, I can't pay you rent and move out. But if you let me not pay you rent, I'll save up my money, I'll move out. I was there for eight months not paying rent, right? So then... uh. I get fired, and I, I already moved some of my stuff out, but there was a cat there that I used to take care of that lived in my backyard, Blackie, or black cat, loved her. And I used to go there and feed her. So now I lost my job, hot summer day, I go to my backyard, right, and I'm in the house that I no longer own, right? And construction's going on both sides. I'm smoking a big, fat blunt, petting Blackie. There's a huge possum eating out of Blackie's bowl, you know. But Blackie's not scared of it, so I'm not scared of it. I'm just chilling there with Blackie and the possum, right? Smoking a fat blunt. I hear, hey, yo. And I look up, and it's a construction worker. And he says, you still got electric in that apartment? I go, of course, I live here, which I was kind of living there, kind of not at the time. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, yo, could we plug in? And I was like, if you got money, you could plug in. 
electricity costs money. I actually made that little dollar shit to him, like, you know, when you're rubbing money yeah. together. And uh, he said, hold on, my foreman's going to come down and talk to you. My foreman came down. He's like, yo, listen, we can't get the generators in for another two weeks. Could we use your electric for two weeks? And I said, yeah, $800 a week. He said, fine. Oh, shit. He wasn't even living there no more than oh, $1,600 shit. off that apartment. Oh, shit. Dude, I'm telling That's you, everything gangster as always fuck. comes up G. Yeah. Everything always turns out G. If it ain't, if it, if everything ain't right, then it's not the end. Because in the end, everything comes out gravy. Man, what do you think your most memorable moment in comedy was? Like, I know you've been in the game for a while, and you know you you probably had some fucking great nights. But what was like a night where you were like, "Damn, like this is like maybe a big accomplishment, or just you know maybe you opened for somebody big or met somebody big that that um, you know you never thought was gonna happen." Like, what what's a big moment for you that you remember? Uh, well, I'm not gonna lie. The contest shit was a shock. Uh, I think um, it's hard to say. It's all so amazing. Yeah. I remember the first time I walked into Dangerfields and nobody said a word to me. Like I just walked right in. There was a line right outside, and I just walked in and nobody stopped me. A couple people gave me pounds that worked there, and I just walked right into Dangerfields. Hell yeah. And I said, I can't believe I'm just walking into Dangerfields. And motherfuckers know me. I'm a motherfucking comedian. Yeah, it feels you know weird. You, when you just get to go in the club, man, it feels weird. I, I didn't even believe it. Like, I started telling people and shit. Like, yeah, they just they just let me in the club now. Take a swig of that water. Yeah, man, go ahead. It's, it's, it is, it's is man. It's a, it's a wild ride being a comedian. Like, when you go from, when you actually get good and you feel like you belong and then you're there for a reason and, like, people give you that respect and shit, it's, it's a fucking amazing feeling, man. It's all... Truth of the matter is, man, I, I look at, see, the way I look at my life is crazy, too, because I look at it all just like, I see it like a movie being written. I live my life wondering what scenes are going to make the cut. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's tight. It's from always having to act. Like, I've been an actor since I, I, I'm five foot four, full grown. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. at like 13, I was like, I don't know, man, fucking four, four, seven, four, eight, some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, growing up in the hood, being little, having a big mouth, you either better learn to fight or learn to, or learn to act. Yeah. And I learned to act like I can fight. There you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I was that type of dude. My man said to me one time, he goes, you know, G, the reason why you got bullied a lot is because when I was out there taking kung fu classes and all these classes, and my man studies all these arts of fighting, he said, you were out there dancing. <laughs> I took tap. <laughs> I want to be an artist. Well, yeah. Motherfucker can't dance. That's tight, bro. I can't bro. motherfucker dance. I want to be a choreographer, man. I grew up on James Cagney. He did fucking Yankee Doodle Dandy. He tapped, and he was a gangster. Dog, you're a gangster, you know bro. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. why can't I tap? So he goes, but that's why they picked on you. You're the most gangster dude I know that's, like, fucking into this shit, for real. Like, into, <laughs> you said you fucking design clothes. You fucking do the all, you did theater, like, tap and shit. oil spills, man. That's I'm sick, fucking, bro. I've done construction. I fucking opened up a restaurant with my boy. Like, I've done it all, man. But comedy is... That's your end-all, be-all, huh? Comedy, yeah, well, that's the thing. Once I decided to go full-blown into comedy, I uh, I said there's no looking back. Because when I got signed to Epic Records, I was 21, 20, and uh, I didn't even go full in. I was still hustling my trees. I was working two other jobs. I didn't give it 100. Yeah. And I still managed to get signed to Epic. You know what I'm saying? And go on tours and shit. 
And when I started doing the comedy, I said, yo, because you know, I was doing the restaurant, work construction, opening a restaurant, doing comedy. I'm 40 fucking, at that point, 45 years old. You know? I'm like, yo, I don't got that energy no more. Yeah. So you have to decide what you want the energy for. And I want the energy to be able to party and chill and do what I love. So I backed out of all that shit, went full-blown into comedy with the idea that when I'm down to my last $2,000 in the bank, um, I'll buy a car, I'll live out of the car, I'll shower at friends' houses, and I'll die doing comedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I went full 100% blown into being a comedian. <coughs> I had about 26000 in the bank at the time. Um, ran through that. Cashed out my 401. <coughs> ran through that. <coughs> you know, my pops passed away and I sold, we sold his house. And then when I was down to my last 2000 um. I was about to buy that car, but then AC jokes came into my life. You know what I'm saying? And I started doing comedy every day with a paycheck. Yeah. You know? That's crazy, So bro. now I'm just building it up again. Yeah. That's all it is, man. Money ain't shit at the end of the day. You need it, and I need it, because I like to, I, you know, you can't buy drugs without money. Right. So You got to provide. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and every now and then a glass of water, you know. Yeah. The, 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 the essentials, right? The, the essentials. Yeah. That's all you need. A little wine, some weed, some women. You need your good friends around you. Yeah. You know? That's that's the life. That's it's like comedy's like a brotherhood, man. It's like. Let me grab a hole real quick. Go ahead, yeah. Sure, man. Man, I'm listening. No, it's like a brotherhood. You know, it's like uh, it's definitely a cool thing to be a part of, and it's something I could see myself doing for a long time too. So, it's like when I meet people like you with interesting stories, you know, it makes me, it gives me hope, man, for the future for sure. You know, for like a career in this business. Seriously, like oh, I, I, it, it makes it possible when I see guys like you and Mike and Terry and everybody else who comes through this town or does shit around here, like on a, on a level that's professional. It makes me have hope that there is more than just a dream to this shit. You know, this is this could be a reality, man. Like I, I think it is a reality for a lot of people. I want it to be my reality. Reality is what you make it, dog. Yeah, straight up. And just stay grinding, man. One of the things my teacher told me was it doesn't always go to the most talented. You know, whoever gets the most stage time wins. No doubt. And that's, and that's hey, the thing, because I'm not the most funniest. Yeah. I wasn't the most funniest in my neighborhood. They did a thing, you know how they got those Facebook pages for your neighborhood? Yeah. They got one called Ravenswood for Life. Big up Ravenswood, my neighborhood. Story of Queens. Um, and they said, who were the funniest dudes in the neighborhood? There was a list of about 15 people. I wasn't on it. <laughs> then someone wrote honorable mention, and I came in third. I'm the only one doing this shit out of all of them. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people out there funnier than me, but there's no one better than me. And that's the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no one could be better at you than you, right? That's it. You can't well, you can only beat yourself. One of the fans yesterday gave me some edibles, man. Oh, I shit. I just realized hey, I I'm down, pocket. bro. I just realized I had that in my pocket. I'm man. down. You know? I do have somewhere to be after this. Can I take it with me? Is that okay if yeah, I take yeah, one of them with me? Take it with you. Okay, I'll put it Isn't in there. That's fucking fantastic. Yeah, dude. man. See comedy Thank is great, you, man. Dude gave me a take two. He said they're really good. Thanks, bro. But I don't know. I really don't fuck with edibles, but I think I'm going to eat half this bag before I get on the plane. Oh, shit. That's going to put you down. Yeah, that's the idea, man. Oh, man. These are going to be great for later. I get real like... Um, I'm going to give my buddy one of these. I get real hippie on these shits. I tend to get real lovey-lovey like... Oh, oh yeah. Girl, so cool. I love it. 
Well, speaking about, you know, speaking of weed and plants and consciousness and kind of like making your own reality, uh, do you think that way? You think partly because of your marijuana use, that, you know, and, and can you kind of tell me about the first time you ever smoked weed? Oh, yeah, man. It's crazy because I don't remember a lot of things, but I remember the first time I smoked weed. It is one of those experiences, huh? Yeah. It is, man. It's like a, it's like a death of a loved one or the birth of a child. It kind of yeah. sticks with you, or like taking a, taking a mushroom trip or something like that. Like, <coughs> it's something you never See, forget. I don't remember the first time I tripped. Uh, I'll never forget. I, I don't know if I remember the first time I tripped. I tripped a lot. Yeah. You know, I tripped a lot. I'm very into, uh, like, I'm very into the expanding of the mind and digging deeper. Like the first time I smoked weed, I um, I didn't get high, just like Mike Merck said. Really, you didn't get high. I, How did it go down? I don't down? think I got high. Okay. I don't think I got I probably got a little thing. but You it didn't smoke like, enough, maybe? Well, it was about four of us. I was 13. We was in the back of a building in Ravenswood. And uh, I even remember the dudes who were with me, too, but I'm not going to throw names. I don't know. Some people probably might think. They, dude, we smoked this fucking fat-ass joint, and then we went out and we shot basketball. And at the time of my life. Now, I don't know if it was more like me, like, you know, 13, you're supposed to get high, so we all bugging out, having fun, and acting stupid. Yeah. I don't know how much was placebo. I don't know how much actually affected me. But I remember I, I wanted to try it again. So the second time we were in a house, I was with like three of the same dudes, and uh, we ran and bought a tray bag. What you know about tray bags? Don't I don't you? know. What's a tray bag? A tray bag is a little bigger than a nickel, but less than a dime. So you get it like a seven fifty. <laughs> but at that time, it was like maybe... It was it was maybe like eight bucks. No, no, no. Back that back then a tray a tray bag was like about three bucks. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You get a three dollar bag. Yeah, three dollar bag. Okay. And it was a lot of weed too, like it was, but it was garbage weed. Okay, know? so you had to smoke a bunch of but it. But back then, I got Reggie back when I was then, a teenager. Back then, a lot of Reggie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They talking nineteen fucking eighty something, right? So, uh, so we smoked, and I actually felt that shit. And I remember the first thing I thought was, why in the world? Is this illegal? Yeah. Because I had been drunk before. Yeah. Hangovers, throwing, you know, throwing up during the drunk, already acting stupid at thirteen, already mm -hmm. having these these. I've already had hangovers. Mm -hmm. You know, I've already got into to crazy fights right. being drunk. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've already saw so much crazy shit at thirteen, dude, being drunk. And when I smoked this shit, dude, I was like, how in the world? Is this illegal? That was yeah. my first fucking thought. That's wild. I thought it was the most greatest fucking thing in the world, dude. I felt at peace. We were laughing. Yeah. We were talking deep shit. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me wrong. If you're stupid, you're stupid. You know what I'm saying? But if you have any kind of intellect at all, you know, then it's going to get you deeper. You know what I'm saying? If you like to read any kind of book, it's going to make you read deeper books. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it, it was just amazing. And I always felt that way, still do. Like, how the fuck was this shit illegal? And then I realized it's because it inspires free thought. It so does. My voice is going, free thought. No, it's okay. You know, and that's what they don't want. You know, they want conformity. They want you to go to work. Yeah, what do you think hours. about, like, what do you think and about? we need those people, don't get me wrong. We do, we you do. Know? But what do you like, think about, like. wrong with a person that just wants to get their check, come home, and live their life, you know? I, I think some people can't do it. It's like not for everyone, but yeah, I think most people will be better off on that than drinking every night. If, in my opinion, if you, if, it's like if you're gonna do something, it's like do weed for sure. That's that's yeah. my that's my positive outlook on it. I yeah. think if, as far as like using 
if you're going to use every day. And I, I usually... It, I usually use at least once a day. I usually smoke at least once a day. I'm going to be honest. In the even, especially in the evening, bro, before bed, like I it's almost necessary. It's something, you know what I mean? It's almost necessary. They, they look really good, bro. Oh, I got yeah, some shit to do later, or I, but I'm going to try those for sure. I'm going to get all of my feelings and uh edibles are a trip, man, for sure. Yeah, I don't know why. Um so what uh Yeah, but I automatically know. What do you think about like the criminal is it like decriminalizing weed? Do you think we should decriminalize it, or do you think it should be um, like for medical use only, or the government should be able to sell it? Where, where are you at on on all the legalization and medical aspects of it? In all honesty, in all honesty, I think all drugs should be legal. Okay, and people should just have their choice. I mean, but let me get. But in, in saying that, okay. But because I believe this is America, right? <laughs> this is America. Yeah. It's supposed to be free. Less government, isn't that what? Didn't didn't it just start with like some tea party or shit? Like I don't know, but it's supposed to be less government, right? If you want to do drugs, do drugs. That's what I feel. Now the repercussions of that are the repercussions. Yes. In other words, if you want to fucking do bad sorts and then run right through a fu- or, or kill or rob or whatever, then you go to jail for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't say, oh, he was on bath salts. Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. You can't use it as an excuse. Right. Understand what I'm saying? Like, like meth and like, PCP. There's a lot of drugs where you can be violent and, anything, and crazy. Even alcohol. Even alcohol. Oh, especially if you, alcohol. If you, alcohol is the fucking, they call marijuana the gateway drug. Alcohol is the fucking gateway drug. Every it's time the, I drink, I want to smoke a fucking cigarette. And I don't even smoke, bro, until I get all blacked out drunk. Exactly. And then I'm like, let's smoke. Let's do it blunt. Let's do whatever. I like, never woke up with a chick I didn't want to sleep with after fucking smoking too many blunts. Goddamn right. I might have you know, woke up with my head on the, on their shoulder, but you, I, yeah. never, I never had sex you with You might a be a little more affectionate. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so much worse, dude. And like if you drink and you, and you kill somebody, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be able to say... Oh, I was drunk. That's it. Yeah, you were drunk. And you know what happens when you're drunk? Shit happens when you're drunk. Shouldn't be out there you fucking You know what up. happens when you do heroin? Shit happens when you do heroin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Straight up. So I'm not saying that I'm going to run out because it's legal. And here's the thing. People always talk about if it's legal, everyone's going to do it. Not true, man. Not true. You can make heroin legal tomorrow. I ain't trying it. Uh-huh. I don't want to try it. I don't want to try it either. To me, it's too much of an escape. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, in other words, it must feel great. I'm not going to argue that. It must feel people right. lose their lives. Their but think about like yeah, think about like shit. Greg Gerardo or like fucking uh, what what's the other the the really big guy uh, the one liner Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, think about those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean when you yeah that's it's what, fucked up. But like I said, I'm not gonna run out and try it just because it's legal. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. You either. know what I'm saying? I don't want to feel that good. Yeah, and I don't want to do anything that I ain't gotta do something to add to the enjoyment of what's going on. Yeah, me laying there, with my eyes closed and just feeling nah, man. I'm not into that downer. Popping pill shit, you know. But if you are, this is America. You're right. Do you? Weed is more like an accessory to the you party rather than Do it's you? gonna doesn't really take over. You know, it kills people. Everything. Sometimes people are gonna die anyway. Yeah. Should everyone live to be a hundred? Fuck everyone, no. Should everyone? No one knows an I asshole. I think we have our there. chance. No one knows that. No one knows an asshole that 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 should maybe not make it to 45, 48. You know, you don't know. There's lots of pieces of shit out there. No. Is that wrong? No, there's bad you people. Know, like the other day. Oh, I was trying. I was trying to think of bringing this on stage. And talk about this on stage, but uh, some things are better on the podcast. Some things are better on stage. Some things are better left unsaid. Yeah. But I will say this: I was on Facebook and I noticed that the big neighborhood bully had died. This dude was such a bully that I know he's dead. 
And I'm still not going to give you his name. Okay. We'll call him Bosco. <laughs> that sounds like a bad motherfucker. You That's don't want to mess with him. Bosco. I might as well say his fucking name after that. The motherfucker Roscoe scared the <laughs> shit out of me. And see, I don't want to say it, but I feel like I'm in Ohio, so. <laughs> this is on the safe. internet. I might be safe. <laughs> I'm going to tag you in Will this. Will. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, his name was Wilbur. And anyway, this dude was, uh, was, was you talk gangsters, this dude was it. He was it. Yeah, you didn't Walked fuck with him. Walked around with a crocodile Dundee knife, looked like a Samoan fucking, just just it. Scary dude. Yeah. Bike riding, bam, bam, big dude. Saw that he died. Right? And, uh, I mean, this dude once open smacked me. For, for cutting throat on his block, selling weed on his block. Damn. Well, it wasn't his block. He used to rob the main dealers there all the time. <laughs> what the so, fuck? So they eventually gave him a job to protect them. So he was their muscle. Right. They kept robbing him so much yeah, that they hired, they him. hired him. But that's a gangster shit. <laughs> that's some gangster shit. If you're shit. not going to kill somebody, you got to get him on your side somehow. Holy right? shit. Dog. So, so you know, I was there cutting throat. I was cutting throat, although I told I told uh, Wilbur that I wasn't. <laughs> I'm not saying his name no more. I don't care. <laughs> it's all right. I don't care. It's I'm okay. Not, I'm afraid of, I don't know. I'm you're afraid brothers. of his ghost. I mean, brothers. I'm, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, bro. never know. I'm just fucking with he you. talking shit. I'm just fucking never with you. Anyway, so what happened was, uh, I saw he passed away, and everybody was writing, oh, so sad, such a great guy. Oh, man, such a cool dude. Oh, man, so sad. I want to put up, you do realize he's dead, right? Like, he ain't got to fucking you can, kiss you can, his ass. Yeah, man, yeah. You know? But then I saw his funeral and all the biker dudes that showed up, and I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> you might want to bleep. You have to credit bleep when I say his name. <laughs> Yeah, but you're right though, man. Not everybody, uh, not everybody is is a good person for wrong? sure, bro. I, think I don't like, think you're like wrong. The world is a safer place. No, you're not. You know, it's the same thing with like when Charlie Manson gets locked up or like, something, right? People exactly are like, people are like, look, there's there's cages for people like that, bro. Like that's why, that's why they make it. Like I, that's why they make prisons, dog. I mean, for real, like for people that shouldn't be out here in society. There's lots of well, men and women that don't belong, bro. Not saying that that person didn't. They make, they make prisons for those dudes, but there's other reasons now too. Yeah, it's know? like people when that are locked up are fucking weed, and and, and, and when and it's and the, the government selling asked, it. That's, that brings us to the question: How do I feel if it should be legalized? See, we go full circle. I uh, I want I like the criminalization. I like the fact. Let me smoke my weed and leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I don't like. You want to get it from your homies still, or would you prefer to get it from the shops? Um. <clears throat> I don't like. Because like if it's a, if it's a mom and pop shop, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's I. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like in other words, if it's a dude who's been in the game, and now he's able to open up his own spot, you know, and that spot he could hook it up where you can lounge or smoke. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I mean every 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 dealer should be able to open up a spot. Yeah. Just like back in the day, I had a spot. It was my apartment. Motherfuckers came in, they sat down, I gave them a blunt, they told me what they wanted. You guys would talk it out, it talk about their the problems. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all, I'm pro You're like a therapist. When you're a drug dealer, you're kind of like a therapist, too. Yeah, man. Think about that. Yeah, man, it's a great thing. I'll yeah. tell you, I live the life. The life has been great so far, you know. Always know the consequences of what you do. And if you're willing to face those consequences, man, don't hurt nobody. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying that. You know, I'm not a man that wants to hurt nobody, man. But, you know, if you're not hurting nobody, then... Then what the fuck does it matter to you? Yeah. You know, so I don't like I don't like these big um The government's doing it, man. You know? I don't like these big dispensaries. That I don't <coughs> like. 
you know, because, you know, I was telling one of my boys who goes and he picks up weed and I'm like, what's the matter? Your connect don't got weed no more? Yeah. Like, did your connect run out? If your connect is dry, mm -hmm. then I understand you go into the dispensary. But if your connect got weed, it's good weed. Right. You it's know? like we were talking about this like, earlier, too. You now, said it's just. Now you're giving your money so they can pay taxes and that shit. I got dudes that are doing fucking life because they got locked up three times behind weed. Yeah. You know, and it's also one of the reasons why they don't just legalize it because they know they have to let motherfuckers out of jail and they don't want to do that. Hopefully, well, hopefully they are now. I just read that they're putting a new law into place that actually bans marijuana prohibition altogether nationwide. And I don't think it's in, implemented until next year. But that I think that is going to be something that they're going to be doing is letting people out of jail that were they're already doing it in some cases, to. but they would, you know those systems are fucked up and they're so backed up with paperwork and the intake has got to be insane on top of the fact that they're now trying to get people out for all these crimes they're having to look up all these cases I can imagine the work these people are going through it's going to take years and years it's going to take generations bro probably bureaucracy. for people to die off yeah bureaucracy well, that's what they want to do yeah see that's what they want to do we need new heads in office what they want to do is they don't want to let no one out. They're mm -hmm. trying to keep as many people in as they can. It's dollar bills, And the bro. way to do that is to keep it going along. You're not putting no new people in. You let those people die off, get mm -hmm. shanked, whatever the hell. Make up new crimes, new, and, new and, laws. And they, they eventually get out, whether they die or they do their time, and they get out, and then no one's in jail for weed now. Wow, that's some good shit right there. Yeah. Because I just had that epiphany. Yeah. It's not like that was a belief of mine until I just said it. And then eventually we'll look back. That's I know, but hey, that's how it is, though, right? That's what I'm saying. How can this shit be illegal, man? It's like, wild, bro. Ever, I don't know. That dang Sinatra is where it's know, at. Well, I already said that they thought that the Mexicans and the big fucking big dick black people were going to come and fuck all the white chicks. Yeah. Got scared and made it illegal. So that's the original story in the 20s is William Randolph Hearst. There you go. Was, so I knew you knew that he shit. Was, uh, he was the owner of... Uh, of a bunch of cotton gins, and he didn't want hemp to come through. They had just made the decorticator, and they didn't want hemp to come through and start fucking taking all the money because they knew it was a stronger fiber. He could yep. do everything. Dude, it's like an alien plant. It's like some shit, bro. Hemp is some it's shit. It's a miracle plant given to us by God. Exactly. I it was here so before us, bro. It's going to be here after us, dog. I looked as good at 49 because I started smoking at 13. Yeah. I sound like this because I started smoking Newports at 15. But <laughs> that's right. not true. I always had this kind of voice for some reason. It's a little fucked up right now. I've been doing the shows and I've been sick. You sound like a, a Hispanic guy from New York. <laughs> yeah, like that's like <laughs> that's like named Gary. Yeah, Garcia. Yeah. You yeah. say you're very, you're very, you fit into your role very, very good though, Gary. I think so. Like you fucking, you know what I mean. You know who you are, and that's important. Not everybody knows who they are, and you can't play your role in your position if you don't know who the fuck you are, man. Like, that's what's so crazy to say that, man. I was watching a. I was watching just a documentary called uh, You Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix. I'm not going to recommend anyone go see that watches it. It's a great documentary, but I don't listen if you, it's, you know, it shows abuse on animals and shit, whatever. But one of the things that got me, other than all that shit, this is like a side piece that got me, is the chick said, I love the internet because you could be <coughs> whoever you want to be. Oh, my God. Motherfucker, be you. Yeah. Be you. What the fuck is wrong with you? That you can't be you. They don't even know who they are anymore. You know what I'm saying? No one like, knows who like, the fuck they are, like, bro. So what if all you do is fucking sit at home and pet your cat and look out the window and dream dreams? That's, you know, like, if you're comfortable doing that, don't let nobody tell you that that makes you a loser or whatever. Fuck it. I, no, and I'd rather be home right now with Mama Cat 
if I could do it, <laughs> the minute I make my couple, first couple of mils, first man, you know. Yeah, you get that Netflix special. It's you know over. What I'm saying, minute I make my first couple of mils, man, I'm be chilling with mama, dude. Yeah. Watching Netflix, man, having thoughts every now and then. I, <laughs> I'll go out, do some comedy and shit. Like comedy's fucking awesome, man. It's fucking awesome. It's a great life. Yeah. I say it all the time. Like if I died right at this table, if my head went bing and hit the shit, and I died right at this table, you could be confident knowing that one, you got a killer fucking podcast. Yeah, oh, I'm like, got a viral interview. Is what the fuck killer. we had? Only killer, fucking a killer killed. He killed. <laughs> but no one that knows me would be surprised. What's funny is everybody would be like, no one would be surprised. You fucking he he straight stole the show for sure, bro. No one. They'd be like, that's G. First of all, we always expect him to go, and and that's the way he would go out. Just We're all like on that. our way out, aren't we? Although I said earlier, I'm probably gonna die in the bathroom by myself. <laughs> Sucks. Like Elvis. Sucks, yeah, <laughs> and man. It's the and king. Lenny Bruce, and all the Lenny Bruce died on the toilet, too? Well, in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lenny was... I didn't know Lenny was a... Okay. Big time heroin. Big time. Yeah. A lot of a lot of really famous people, bro, are on the, are on the heroin. It's a shame. It is. It's one of those drugs, too, that doesn't affect any of your major organs. The only way it kills you if you do too much. It, like, doesn't really, for whatever reason, like... It doesn't affect your Don't bodily functions. Me, I'm, I'm not, not trying gonna, to. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I, I've been offered it before, well, years ago, and I was I was like, no. I was like, fuck no. Yeah, it was the craziest me. shit you ever done. I did DMT. Love DMT. You did it? Popped 30 times. I did it twice. I, uh, it changed my life. Me too. Changed my life. It opened up the door, it's, bro. It's the reason I'm so peaceful today, dog. I swear. I think I the swear same thing. Dude, swear to God. It pulled me out of a... I, I got out of a really bad relationship, and I also was, like, transitioning from comedy to music, and I was also, like... I was doing all this shit, bro, and I was, like, down in the dumps about my life and where I was going and where everything had ended up, Preach. and then I did that shit, and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm still alive. Oh, fuck, I still got all these friends. I got all this talent. I've been working on all these jokes for a couple of years. I'm getting paid to fucking do shows and travel. I was like, I got all this shit that I wanted. I'm fucking like moping around like a fucking jackass because I lost some other piece of my life that really was just a, a little chapter in it, bro. And like, I just, I saw the bigger picture. And you didn't lose a piece of your life. You lived the moment of your life. Yeah. See, what people don't realize is like, I look at shit so much differently now, man. It's like everything is moments, you know, everything. Pain is for a moment, love, everything. That's what gives us this beautiful thing we call life you know our spirits are eternal that's the shit i learned like i'm gonna live forever you're gonna live forever yeah and because we've made this connection our pieces of god that are in us that's what i saw son you know i saw me going back to the being of god yeah the the energy the spirit of god i saw my little thing that's what it is you gotta let yourself you know i i had that spiritual death do DMT, you have to let yourself go. Your ego dies, bro. Dude, it was I, beautiful. I watched my ego it die. It was beautiful. My man was like, it was like I was strapped on a on a rocket to the front. I said, dude, that wasn't like that for me. The feeling of love that I felt. Yeah. You know, the 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 feeling of acceptance without having to be accepted by anybody, because I'm accepted by that God in me. Yeah. That makes me who I am. Amazing. We Amazing are stuff. all God, bro. In a, in a way, like. <laughs> Little pieces. Yes, fractions. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so minute, so tiny and minute. Well, we're all the, the same great. thing. Oh, I, yeah. I think we're all the yeah. same thing. And then what this is, whatever this reality is, is like 
it's just like a fucking fraction of and the original thing. Oh, it is all bullshit. You know, the people who say that they have bad experiences on DMT, if you listen to what most of them say, say a good like 80, 85%, is that they didn't know how to deal with the reality of it's all bullshit. Yeah. They couldn't understand that. Yeah. They couldn't understand Don't that. take shit too serious. That's what they were you telling me. Yeah. yeah. They were like, what do you mean it's all bullshit? It's all bullshit. I stress and work so hard to do what I do. You to continue to do those. And do my thing and make my check and make this house and buy this house. But they still should because we need people yeah. to come to these shows. And I'm not saying, <laughs> dude, I'm doing comedy. I'm asking, I'm selling tickets. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm saying. I'm my bills. So, we got to live in this society. Exactly. Whatever they saying? chose, they have to live in it. That's the thing. You know, we have to live in this society, but don't let this society break you. Mm-hmm. You know? One thing ends, is, that means that you're meant to go somewhere else. Right. You know, like, things are always changing. I didn't start doing comedy. I did it 40 years old. Didn't do it again till I was 41. 49 years old, living off that shit. You That's fucking not, awesome. Not great. Not great. You know, I'm still living that life where... We're at the Crown Plaza. It's the nicest hotel in my yeah. city. <laughs> and we're the on the, hotel in your city. Yeah, and we're on the fucking rooftop. It must so. be. They came out last night. Me and Mike were out there smoking a cigarette. This they, is where, like, the famous people stay they, when they, they come. They came outside and were like, uh, excuse me, you got ID? And Mike was like, you got ID? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, I got the shirt. And I said, I don't know. You like, we were busting his chops. And then and yeah. I was like, well, I got my key for the, for the room. And he goes, oh, okay. He said to Mike, do you got your key? What does he need to have his key for? In reality, if he's with me, you know. He was just he giving you guys shit back. <laughs> That's true, too. How does he know we weren't gay lovers? That's true. I can't bring my gay lover home. Right. I can't bring him home to this hotel. <laughs> is this hotel against gay? This is my gay? grinder date, is, you motherfucker. Is this hotel against gay loving? <laughs> Why? You? Because then he said, oh, no, we have problems with bums. Motherfucker. What? You don't see the twinkle on my hat. <laughs> How many bums you know have twinkle on their hat, motherfucker? You designed that? Nah, man. I bought this shit. If I designed it, it'd be a Met one. That's Oh, you like the Mets, huh? I'm a Met fan. I'm from Queens, man. Oh, shit. But... It twinkles. Yeah. So I got the twinkle. You got the bling on the on the dome, bro. Like he should have should have recognized. It's not bling. It's just, but I'm just saying, do I look like a bum? No. I just woke up. We did a little smoking. I've had a quarter cup, two eggs that were left over from Mike, <laughs> three bacon's from you, and a sausage. <laughs> right. I'm over here dabbing fucking honey in my throat, and I still don't look like a bum, right? I still look pretty good, right? You're killing it, bro. I look pretty good, right? You're killing it. Forty nine years old. Rock star don't even look like he Richards yet. Come on, man. I feel like him. Yeah. I don't look like him yet. Hey, man. I, I hope that I can be a rock star like you when I get to 49, bro. I hope I'm still rocking, and I hope I'm don't still be fucking. Like me, be like you. Well, I'm. A, I, you know what I mean, though. I got better off. I hope man. I can. I hope I can stay. You know, stay relevant in this game like you have, man, and and really and make my foothold. Uh, and I, I really appreciate you sharing your story with me, bro, and like tell, telling me about your experiences with weed and. How you got your start in comedy is awesome. I can't wait to listen back to this. It's gonna be a good one to like make notes on. This is gonna be fun, man. Uh, you guys, I, I well, this won't be out for like another month or two. That's all right. But uh, or I would plug you guys' show. But definitely, you know, next time these guys are in town, Mike and Gary. Uh, Mike was Mike Merck on my last episode. Gary G Garcia right here. Yeah. Um, when they come to Wiley's, you guys check that out uh, for fucking sure. It's a great show. You don't want to miss that. They come a few times a year. Um, and then if you guys Follow are ever me, Gary G Garcia Instagram Facebook uh, if you have NAC ACJokes.com I'm out there Wednesdays through 
Wednesday, every Wednesday, I'm out there every day of the week, man. Come check us out, acjokes.com. You need tickets, just inbox me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, Gary G. Garcia. You guys check just out Gary, yeah. Go to Atlantic Thanks, City and see Mike and Gary. Uh, Gary, thanks for coming, man. Make thanks sure you guys follow him, man. This was awesome. Thank you for the edibles, yeah, brother, and uh, and the conversation. I feel and like you should take one more, man, because you said you were giving one to somebody. I'm gonna give one to my homie. Yeah. yeah so take one more. Man. Oh shit, bro. Well, this I is more than generous. I get back on the plane, so. Okay, I got you. Yeah, and my yeah, friend just bought something back from and Vegas. They gave it to me, man. That's she didn't, they didn't say anything. Comedy, dude's like, yeah, hey, gave this to me. I know, bro. Like that's the that's the homies, bro. It's a brotherhood. Yeah, it man. really is, man. Like you know, I'll take weed. Yeah. Don't go giving me cocaine and shit like that because I don't I don't know what's in it. You know, I don't trust everybody in this world, so don't go give me cocaine and shit like that. But I'll take weed and edibles and blue cigarettes. Blue cigarettes? (laughs) That's Gary's writer. If you guys want to know if he's going to (laughs) be... Someone said, how about unused condoms? I said, I don't use them. (laughs) Yeah. Also, book Gary and get him some fucking edibles and get him some fucking... He doesn't need condoms, but whatever he needs, guys, make sure you get it for this man because he's the man. He's a fucking OG right here. And, uh... Yeah, this was awesome. So thanks for watching, guys. Make sure to subscribe to the channel and, uh, and follow Gary for sure.